Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our My Story series. Today's sermon is entitled, I Decided to Stay. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Today I'm super excited to be continuing our My Story series. Man, have you guys enjoyed this so far? Me, I know I have, man. I'll tell you what, every week it blesses me so much. Um, and, and it just, you know, your pastor, when he gets up here, he he's preaching to himself too. He loves to study this stuff and he goes in and I'm like, man, this applies to me too. And, you know, here at Medit Church, we believe in doing life together and, and we love when you guys talk to one another because we realize how much we have in common when we start talking to our neighbor. You know, the other day, Last week we talked about we needed to stop, stop some things in our life. And I used an example of Oreos and talked about Oreos. How many this week went into, you know, maybe the grocery store and you seen a pack of Oreos and you're like, man, I need to stop some stuff. <laughs> Me too. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. Sunday nights I go out and, and I, I go to Walmart. I went to two different Walmarts, y'all. Uh, one, I had to go get medicine in, and then I went home and realized, oh, snap, I forgot what I needed at the other Walmart, so I went to the other one. <laughs> it's been a mess. So while I was at Walmart, while I was there, I walked past the aisle where there's a display of Oreo cookies. And I get my phone out, and I, and I pull it up, and I'm like, I got to send this to somebody. And I get it, I get ready to snap the picture, and I get a Facebook Messenger of somebody else at the other Walmart <laughs> in the Oreo aisle. And he said, hey, look at this. <laughs> it's all true. I was like, hey, man, look where I'm at, <laughs> at the cookie aisle, at the Oreos. And so, you know, you know, we have to stop some things. And, you know, I, everybody's like, you can't believe you talked about Oreos last week. Hey, listen, I hope my, and my prayer was that when you seen those Oreos, you would remember, hey, I need to look at my life and examine it, and maybe I need to stop some things. And so, hey, I hope you guys did stop a few things maybe in your life, and you examined your life and say, hey, I truly need to stop doing blank. And so feeling that as you need to. And so um, this today we're going to continue our story. Uh, story. <laughs> my story with I decided to stay. I decided to stay. So week one, we talked about, hey, I need to go. Pastor Michael, you told us to go. Last week, you told us to stop. Now today, I'm going to tell you to stay. To stay. Hey, hey, maybe, maybe what we're going through in our life today will affect our story for tomorrow. Things that we do today will ultimately affect our story tomorrow. Last week, we talked about how our decisions could ultimately affect generations to generations to generations to come. We talked about Adam and Eve, how they decided that they were going to eat the fruit after God told them not to. And what happened was, is God said, okay, I told you not to do this. Now I'm going to curse you and you're going to have pregnancy issues. And, and men, you know, women's going to have to be, have labor pain. And, and men, they're going to have to have men colds and, uh, <laughs> and, and have to work for a living and work hard. And, then, and, and, and so what we do today affects our story for tomorrow. We all have a story. We all come from different backgrounds. And what's cool again is we can come together and let God restore the brokenness in our lives. And what I love about people is we relate more than we really know. Last night, we had movie night here at Medic Church. And, and before you guys got here, we kind of had planned this up because last week we determined that, that according to Googler, 
that five seconds was the best amount of time to put Oreos in milk. So we tried it out. <laughs> y'all, I had so many mega stuff Oreos last night. Whew, I tell y'all what, <laughs> I was in a diabetic coma. It was bad. They forced me to eat them. They, they was like, man, you got to keep trying them. You got to keep eating them. We got to know the exact amount of time. Now, I don't know about you guys, but five seconds was great. Now, mega stuff may be a little different. And so we determined last night with the mega stuff Oreos that about 15 seconds was the appropriate amount of time to have a amazing Oreo in milk. Now, I did learn something new, that if you put the, the, the cookies, you break them, like you pull the, the cookie part in there and you leave the, drop it in the milk, oh my, it gives you the best, best Oreo thin out milkshake you'll ever have. It's so good. I, y'all, I think I ate a whole pack of Oreo mega stuff cookies, family size, by myself, <laughs> almost, I and mean, I was smashing some cookies. But anyway, <laughs> online campus, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We love you guys. We love talking to you. How much do you love Oreos between 1 and 10? How much do you guys love Oreos? Can you scale of 1 to 10? 1, I don't like them at all. 10, they're the best thing since sliced bread. And everything in between. <laughs> so let us know. We love hearing from you guys. So talk to us this morning. Just again, we're super excited you guys are here. Hey, please share this stream out. Somebody on your friends list on Facebook may need to hear what we're talking about today. Maybe they need to hear that, hey, you need to stay. Online campus, you need to stay on the stream. <laughs> but invite them. Hey, send that out. Share that out to your friends. All right. I got sidetracked. That's what happens when you got ADD. All right. One day... You're going to have to tell us a story about your life and about the seasons that you went through. Sometimes those are good, ain't it? Sometimes I, I love telling the good parts of my story. I love telling you guys when, when I get out on one knee and had Tasha turn around and, and, and while she's turning around, I was getting prepared and I got that box open and, and, and she, she was reading this card and she turned around and she had this, oh my gosh, this is so, so good. I'm so happy. I'm crying. I'm so emotional. And I go, will you marry me? And she said, yes, I will. And hug and, and kiss. And, and and then man that was that was an exciting time. And then and then and then hey hey I got something even better for you guys. So so we got to the church and and it was, it was wedding day. It's wedding day. Back doors, it was two years amount of time. And so and, and so the back doors opened to the church and there the angel was. Doves were flying, smoke was going everywhere. It was awesome. Now some of this is add, added to it, so uh <laughs> There was no smoke or doves, but in my mind, that's what it looked like. Uh, but, 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 but y'all got to feel me. But, but man, it was great. She was beautiful. My best man leaned into me and said, hey, man, I still got the car running out back. You still have time. I'm like, dude, shut up. Leave me alone. It's my day. <laughs> All true. Minus the doves and the smoke. But Trina, calm down. So those were awesome stories. Then they thought it would be funny to, to mark up our car. Because we was going to Tennessee for vacation. Just married, had the cans on the back. Probably very, very illegal. <laughs> Joke was on them. We didn't even drive that car. And, and, <laughs> those are good stories. Found out we were pregnant. Awesome news. Exciting stuff. <laughs> First child comes. Here she is. We done baby-proofed the house. It's good stuff. 
Second child come, we didn't baby-proof nothing. Starting a brand new church, man, it's going to be awesome. These are amazing things. These are good stories. Y'all hear some bad stories? Ah, oh, we ain't got time for that. No. <laughs> but there's been seasons in our lives and in my journey, in my Christian walk, that hasn't been great. I remember a time where if you did anything in traffic, you'd cut me off, I'd, get a, I'd chase you down, I'd run you off the road, I'd do mean things. I was bad. There's a season in my life where I just stopped caring about anybody and everything around me. Pastor Michael, this don't sound like a good preaching pastor. I'm just being real with you. There's good times, and I love telling you guys stories about seasons in my life. But the seasons that I went through, guess what? I probably could relate to a lot of you in seasons that you've been in in your life. And what's great about it is, hey, I had these struggles, I had these pains, and, and I had these things I was dealing with, and God helped me through them. And what's cool about that is, online campus, you know what's cool about it? Is, is I can share my story with you, and you can be like, man, I had the same thing happen. Or I can share my story and be like, hey, man, I've been dealing with something similar. That may help me get out of the issue that I'm in. So the stories that we're sharing, share those things. One day you're going to have to tell, maybe your kids, you're going to have to tell them a story. I almost went there, but <laughs> there's things in our life that we're going to have to tell our sons and our daughters. My oldest is becoming more and more mature in her life. And, and there's things I'm like, you got to talk to your mama. Just go in there. I ain't ready for that. You got a boyfriend? I, I know. If you're watching, I'm watching you. <laughs> Brandy, you better get them. But anyway, I ain't ready for that. There's a time where we're going to have to explain things to our daughter about the birds and the bees, that I'm not ready to tell my daughter. I'm not ready to see my baby grow up. There's going to be a season where we're going to have to tell things and some things we're going to be proud to say, hey, I did this. Dad, that's very awesome. There's going to be things I'm going to have to share that I'm not so proud of. One thing I tell my daughters, is I've told them both, I said, don't matter where you're at, what you're doing in your life, you can always pick up the phone and call your daddy. I may be upset, <laughs> You may, you may not hear like what I'm going to tell you. I'll be like, oh, I told you so. But there's one thing you can do. You know, it's count on your daddy to be there. Not that you can't count on Tosh to be there because she has what you Well, your mama could be there too. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. Just know you can always pick up the phone and call your daddy. Last night, Ariel had something fall on her foot. And, and uh, I'm just like, I'm going to fix the chairs. I'm like, hey, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's, uh, let's, we got to go get what we need to fix it. Got to go get what we need to fix it. Hey, daddy knows how to fix it. You just got to let him fix it. Got to let him fix the issue going on in your life. And those are proud moments because she's like, daddy, you a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, not quite that far up. But, but daddy, can, daddy knows how to take care of you. Daddy's been around that things in, in the medical field for a very long time. So he knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. Yes, I got it. The decisions we make today determine the story we'll tell tomorrow. Y'all, by the time this series is over, y'all going to get tired of me hearing me say that. Y'all wait to the next series. <laughs> I got a surprise. It's going to be awesome. And sometimes the best decisions you can make is to stay when it's easier to go. 
sometimes in our lives it's very easy for us just to give up. It's easier for us to say, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to just get out of here, get done with it. I'm just, I'm fed up with it. Let's go. I don't want to stay here. I'll give me just a second. Sorry, that thing was poking me in the neck. Sometimes the best decisions we can make is to stay. When your marriages are rough, they're rocky. So many people just want to say, you know what? I'm done with it. It's better for me just to go than it is for me to stay. There's been times in our relationship where I just, you know what? You know what, Tasha? You know what? You can just have it. I'm done fighting with you. I'm done fussing with you. I'm done with the arguing. I'm done with this. I'm done with that. I'm just going to go. And so the enemy wants to get in our minds and he wants to say, hey, yeah, go on and go. Go on and get out. But God's saying, hey, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to stay. I want you to work it out. I want you to do everything that you can possible to make it work. Now, if you're in an abusive situation, that's a totally different scenario. So y'all hear me out this morning. Totally different. If you're dealing with that, please come talk to us. We want to get you the help that you need. But, but just saying in, in general, did you know that most people today, as soon as they experience a problem with an appliance, it's easier for them to say, you know what, I'm just going to go down here to Walmart, I'm going to go down here to Lowe's, I'm just going to go ahead and just replace it. Give you guys a true story here. When me, my mom and dad, they were living in this house and, and they had went out of town. <laughs> All these stories seem to apply when somebody goes out of town. But they go out of town and they had this TV and it just stopped working. Wouldn't come on, it wouldn't do nothing. So let me see what I did. <laughs> so I was like, so I took, he was going to put that side row. So I went and I opened it up. I got curious. And what had happened was I got to noticing that the piece on the inside of the TV had just come loose. We had moved some stuff around and, and done some different things. And it just kind of wheeled itself loose. So I was like, hmm, let's just see what happens. So I pop it back up in there, put it back together. And guess what? It come on. It started working. I was so excited. I didn't fix something. I felt proud of myself. I was like, man, this thing was broke. I fixed it. And, and for the ones who don't know, I'm not, I'm not like a mechanic or uh, I can't do none of that stuff. And so for me to do something like that, it was big. I'm a lot better now than I used to be, but this, I, was, I was a teenager. I was young. And so I was like, man, it's working. Story gets better. So y'all check this out. You know what I did? So I sent my dad a text message. <laughs> I said, hey, you know that TV you were going to throw away? It's broke. He's like, yeah. I said, if I fix it, can I have it? <laughs> don't get ahead of the story now. I said, can I, if I fix it, can I have it? He's like, I don't care. It's broke. If you fix it, you can have it. I said, sweet deal. I said, I fixed it. It's mine now. <laughs> and I was like, woo-hoo. <laughs> he was like, Really? Really? I'm like, you don't gave it to me now. It's mine. And guess what? Today that TV is in our girls' room and it's shining just as bright as it did when I was a teenager. But I took the time to establish, hey, there's a problem. I took the time to open it up and search out where the issue was. 
And then I was like, man, I found the problem. How do we fix it? And I began to work on it, and I began to fix the problem. And thankfully, in this particular case, I was able to fix the issue, put it back together, and it's working. Most people, most people now, myself included, I'm, I've done this before. Hey, it broke. TVs ain't that much. I can just replace it. Cost me about 100 bucks. And that's what people are doing with their lives. Instead of identifying, hey, this is a problem in my life, let me fix on it. They go out, they're seeking for other options. They say, oh, I got this issue going on in my life. Let me just start popping these pills. And, 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 and they turn to different situations. They turn to alcohol. And they're like, oh, well, alcohol's going to make me feel better. It's going to take the edge off. They start getting different drugs that, that they say, hey, man, oh, I'm dealing with this. It's going to take the edge off. We got to quit putting and doing things based on the temporary emotions. And it's took me a long time to do that. It's taken me, I put a post on Facebook the other day that, that you know, after, after last week, I decided to stop. I decided to stop doing things in my ministry and in my walk with Christ. When I stopped caring what everybody else thinks and we say, hey, we're going to do what we're going to do because that's what God's called us to do, they started coming together. When I stopped trying to just to do my own thing and let God lead my steps, we exploded. We done great things. We're still doing awesome things. But there's been times that I've had to stay where I was at. It hasn't been easy. It was been easier for me just to walk away, but hey, I wanted to keep fighting and keep working on it. I'll be transparent with you guys. When we first started this and then COVID hit and we had to stop everything, I wanted to quit. I'm like, God, this ain't the, we're just going to stop. We're just going to reset and we're gonna, I'm going to walk away. And we'll do this in a couple of years once COVID's done. But God said, that's not the plan I have for you. I need you to stay. Because it would have been easier for us just to walk away. But I look back, and when I, while we didn't, and I, when I, I was preparing for this, I looked back over the last year and a half, and I was like, man, I'm glad we didn't stop. Look at the lives that have been changed. Look at the countless lives on our online campus and people that will watch this later on. That's lives that have been changed that we don't even know about. Not because of what we've, we're doing, but we're just doing what God's called us to do. But we decided to stay. How do we live the story we want to tell in our lives? We've got to look at Hebrews uh, 12 and 2. This is the, this is the biggest thing. We've got to let's let our fix eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith. We've got to stay focused on God. When things don't get tough, when they get tough, when they get when they get hard, you got to stay focused on God. Your marriage is getting rough; they're getting tight. Finances are getting hard. Stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on the Author. Stay focused on Him because He's going to provide everything that you need. I decided to stay. Sometimes it's the sometimes it's not the right thing to quit. A lot of my coworkers and myself are, are facing a very difficult decision that we're having to make in the coming weeks and have been working on this and praying about it and seeking after God based on the decision that we're going to be making. Some people have quit. Some people decided to go. Some people like myself were trying to stick it out and stay. I love the organization I work for. I like my job, but I'm praying and fasting and seeking after God on the best decision if it's for me to go or for me to stay. And it's hard. 
because there's a constant conflict. If I go, if I go, what's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen to our finances? Because the reality is the bills don't stop. Push the bills we got. I like to eat. <laughs> when we establish conflicts, it's easier to run. But staying can be very difficult. Staying can be hard. There's been times where, where I've had to work under certain ministers and, and through my, um, I'm trying to think the right word to use, journey, through my journey that I questioned, did I stay too long? But God said, I, I established your steps. I had you to go through certain things because it would have been easier for me to walk away and if I would have walked away, I wouldn't have learned the things that I learned to prepare for our future. Sometimes when we're in predicaments, God's preparing us for our future. So I want you guys to look at Ruth here in the Old Testament. Let's see. Naomi was an amazing woman. The book of Ruth. We talk about Naomi and Ruth. She was an amazing woman. Done great things. She was awesome. Now in this particular time here, she had lost her husband. Lost her husband, and, and you know, I, again, I shared with you guys just a few moments ago while I was praying, or at some point it all runs again. But one of my friends that was a mentor of mine growing up passed away yesterday. His wife's in the hospital right now, dealing with the same issues he was, he was dealing with. And I can't imagine, can't imagine what they're going through. Death is so hard. And so this, and Naomi here, just her husband was lost. And, and, and Ruth here, she lost her brother-in-law. And, and not only did, did Naomi lose her husband, but both of her sons had passed away too. Now, can y'all imagine me for a second? <laughs> lose your husband, you lose your kids, or you lose your spouse, you lose your kids all at the same time. How tragic that would be. I know it's hard enough when we lose a parent, a grandparent's, Anytime we lose anybody, it's difficult. Anytime they're in the hospital, it's difficult. And know that, that we know that there's some of our members and their families in the hospital, and we're praying for them. And I want you guys to continue to pray for our families. And we pray for you guys that you don't get sick too. But here, check this out. In Ruth 1, 15 and 16, it says, Look said, Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her God. Go back with her. Verse 16, but Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you and to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you, where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. See, Ruth here kind of reminds me about myself. When things happen... And, and when my grandpa passed and my grandma passed and my mom was dealing with a stroke and my mom come live with us for nine months in 2019, right before we were starting, met at church. I was, say, I, I was trying to get back to work, doing back to normalcy. 
back to the same, you know, routine that you're on. You get up, you got to brush your teeth, you got to take a shower, get dressed. I got to go to work, my shifts. I got to cut the grass when I can. I got to work on things at the church, getting it prepared. And, and, and so, so Ruth was right. She's right. I got to get back out here. I got to get back to the fields. I got to get back out here. But listen, now, now for her in this time was not the best place to go work in the fields. They were like lower than the slaves. And, that, and they already treated them people bad. But in the Bible times here, and like Ruth, these people were, were getting abused. They were getting raped. They were doing ungodly things to these women and the people in the fields. And so she was, she was ready to get out and she was ready to go back to work. <laughs> and Naomi's like, no. I'm not ready to do that. I don't want to go back. And what happened is, Boaz here looked at her and he treated her with kindness. He protected her. Why? Because he had heard her story. I heard what was happening. I don't want that to happen to you. I heard Tasha's story and I come in like an eagle and I swoop her off her feet. And I rocked her back and forth like a baby in a cradle. And I said, baby, I'm going to protect you because I love you. But he heard her story. Ruth 2, 11 and 12. It says, Boaz replied, I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How you left your father and your mother and your homeland and came to live with with a, with a people you don't know before. Verse 12, may the Lord repay you for what you have done. That's pretty cool. God, you've seen all these things that I've done. I decided to stay. I decided to make it here, doing for people that I don't even really know. And what was cool is she said, I'm going to marry Boaz. She decided to stay rather than go. By her staying, by, by Naomi staying here, by her doing that, what was great about it is now she had somebody to protect her, somebody that loves her, somebody that was willing to listen to her story. I don't know about y'all, but I want somebody to hear my story. I want to share my story with everybody that I can find and everybody I come in contact with. We went downtown the other week, and I'm trying to share my story with people. Hey, look what God did for us. Look what he did in my life. He can do it in your life too. What does God want you to do? And where does God want you to stay? Because we all have a story to tell. We're all telling a story. And again, what we tell today will determine our steps for tomorrow. What we do today will determine our steps for tomorrow. Now listen, guys, I don't want you guys to feel guilty. Well, Pastor Michael, man, I, maybe I should have stayed. Maybe I should have took a little bit of time and, and, and established what my issues are and, and, and problems were. Maybe you've been on the fence about going to church. Now listen, I'm no better than any church there is. Across the street, across town, in 
cities beside us, all around us, and the next state. So I know better than anybody. We're just doing what God's called us to do. And what we do know is God can, can is going to do work here. We're going to be able to reach people they ain't, just like they're going to be able to reach people we ain't. We get messages all the time. Hey, what about this, 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 and this? Based on some of those things and, and some of those things that they ask, I'm like, well, I know they ain't going to come here. But we pray for them. Hey, God, let them get established somewhere. But I want you guys to know if you come here, you're on the fence about your man, I, I want to give church a shot. I, I've been hurt before and I left. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what my dad said the other week. So y'all bear with me. I may, tor- I may torture this. <laughs> he was talking about a lady that he had seen or talked to. And he had asked or she had asked, hey, I used to go to that church. And he's like, well, what happened? Well, people hurt me. Well, who left the church? You or God? Who left you? You walked away from God. We make a choice. We make a decision. Every decision that we make can ultimately affect our story for tomorrow and for generations to come. And you may be there today. You may be questioning, man, maybe I turned my back on God. But God never turned his back on you. Pastor Michael, I, 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 I got things going on in my life that don't make sense. I want to run. I want to go the other way. I want to go as far away from it as I can. God's called me to do this in my life, and I want to run from it. Hey, I run as far as I could. I'm going to tell you guys, be transparent with you. When we decided to quit running from God, and we decided that we knew exactly what he had called us to do, when we stayed focused and we put our total trust and our eyes focused on him, Pastor Michael, I, I, I heard that time he said, Michael, I want you to plant a church. I said, God, you're crazy. <laughs> and we did everything other than try to do that. We went to places where it didn't make sense that were already established. We went there in the hopes of saying, hey, I don't want to be a lead pastor, but we want to come in and we want to work within your church. It didn't make any sense why it didn't happen the way it did. We went to one church that they needed a pastor and we're like, hey, we'll come in, we'll do it for free. We just want to do what God's called us to do and it didn't work out for whatever reason. But other than we know now that God had a plan and a path for us. And I said all that to say is quit trying to do your own thing because when you stay and you stay focused on what God wants, you'll be able to stay on the course that he has you on. I'm going to close with this. Because I never envisioned this is what God wanted me to do. Wasn't part of Michael's plan. Me and Tasha talked last night and she said that God's going to give us the desires of our hearts. I believe that. Mostly. (laughs) And what I mean, y'all hear me out. Yes, I truly believe God will give you the desires of your heart. But if it's not lined up with the path that he wants you on, it's never going to happen. Sometimes our dreams are not what God's vision is for us. Sometimes we're chasing things that are never going to happen. And we need to quit focusing on those dreams and those fantasies and those fairy tales and focus on what God's called us to do. What does your story tell about the relationship you have with God? What does your relationship with others tell about your story? What does your marriages 
story. What story are they telling? You may be struggling with something today. Share your story because you may have somebody right beside you that has something just in common with you that can help you overcome the situations you may be in. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at a proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I sent this to my team the other week. I sent them a thing and it's in the little packet. And it says this very same scripture. When it was just us in here, we were pre-recording services. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times that I wanted to give up. I was like, God, this ain't this this is not what I envisioned. But because we didn't give up, God, and the harvest that we reaped, God is letting the plants and the harvest grow. Because we didn't give up on what God called us to do. And we stayed the fight. We stayed the course. God is that we're reaping what we sowed. We're, we're giving it. We gave it our all. We gave it the best that we could. And we've reached lives and countless lives for God. And lives have been changed. Marriages have been restored. Friendships and relationships have been bonded back together. Financial freedom and, and burdens that they've had have been restored. We've heard countless things throughout what we've done in the last year and a half. And we give God all the praise and all the glory because it was because of Him. We're just the vessel that He uses. And each one of you have the ability to tap into what God has for you. Stay in that moment. It may be hard. It's going to be easier to give up and walk away. But I promise you, if you don't give up, the harvest that you're planting is going to reap fully with the grace of God. If you guys will stand with me this morning, let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. I want to thank you for everybody that's tuning in with us on our online campus here in person, God. Lord, I just want to pray, God, that, that when it gets hard and when the enemy says, hey, it's easier to run, it's easier to go, that we'll stay, stay stern and God, stay right where we're at. God, plant our feet. God, keep us on the right path. God, we just ask that, that anybody in here today that's struggling with something, Lord, that, that you will touch their life. God, bless them, enrich them, Lord. God, to the enemy, and I rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus right now. At those that, are, that they're trying, that the enemy's trying to distract those. God, God, reveal things that we need to stop doing in our lives. God, and you, and, and it, there, there may become a time where we know it's time for us to leave. But God, I pray that, that, that they have done prayer, they have done seeking God, God, that they will know without a shadow of doubt that it's you that's called. Because God, when, we, when you call, we answer. Lord, continue to touch those that are sick. Father, if somebody don't know you today, let them know. All they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. God, will you forgive me of my sins? And God, help me to do the right things even when it gets hard. Help me to stay firm in you and keep focused on you and not run away. 
Reassure me that you always love me when it gets hard. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.